Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome to Talk Money. Talk Money is about insurance, stocks, bonds, retirement, estate planning. Talk Money is everything financial. Our guests bring their insights and perspectives about their topics of expertise. Uh, You know, today we're still talking about tax reform. The final vote is planned for early next week. Republicans have a fragile position with failing health of two senators and a few actually wavering and uh, kind of jockeying for position. Well, you can expect that. Of course, no support by the Democratic Party at all is expected, and we kind of understand that. That's the way it works. It's not always the best way, but just understand it. It is... um, I would suspect that we'll see something by, you know, we'll have something of tax reform signed uh, before Christmas. I think that'll probably happen. But just remember, keep your politics out of your investment portfolio. Medicare. Do you know the Social Security Administration says one out of four Americans who reach six, age 65 will live at least another 25 years. That's to age 90. And according to Medicare, believe it or not, 57 million Americans own Medicare. That's 17% of our population account for 29% of our total national spending on prescription drugs. That's a big, big number. Morningstar Research says also 20% of Medicaid spending in calendar year 2016 20% of the $566 billion, or right at 300, excuse me, $113 billion, paid for long-term care insurance and expenses. And that's a a big number. Well, I've got some people today that are going to talk about those subjects. Today, it's the, you know, what's the status on health care? What do we know and understand about Medicare? And do you need a Medicare supplement? Well, my guest, Shannon Dyson, Vice President of Shoemaker Insurance Solutions, He's going to answer your questions because we're responding to what you've asked us and what you're wanting to know about Medicare and Medicare supplement plans. Scott Jordan, CFP with Shoemaker Financial, is here also to understand the three challenges that we have when it comes to retirement planning, transitioning from the accumulation phase of life to that distribution phase can be somewhat Scary, and we have to talk about that. So what are the challenges? Well, I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. 
Now, here's Mid-South Weather from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Brought to you by the Crescent Club. Hosting the people and ideas that move Memphis forward for nearly 30 years. Poplar and I-240. Call for a free tour at 901-684-1010. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will be climbing back to near 50 this afternoon. Look for winds to be light and from the west. Clear, not as cold, low 30s tonight. Under the sunshine, will near 60 for Saturday and watch for rain by Sunday morning. Let Mark help you with your holiday shipping. He's at the A Mail Center, 1046 Church Road West in South Haven. Packing and many shipping options at the A Mail Center, South Haven. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. On The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Secure and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. Talk Money is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. Give those guys a call. We definitely appreciate what they do for us here at the program. And thank you for, uh, you know, just giving them a call. Just uh, tell them, hey, appreciate what you do. All right, we're talking about, you know, Medicare. Medicare is a question that so many of you have just sent to us and consistently asked the question. And I talked to about 57 million Americans on Medicare, 17% of our 326 million people in the United States account for 29% of our total national spending on prescription drugs. Well, welcome to the program, a frequent guest, a guy that we thoroughly enjoy having on the program, Shannon Dyson. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Jim. Good to be here. You know, Shannon, let's talk about this today. Before I dive into this Medicare problem, you know, that we really do need to understand it. It is to so many people, it's amazing. Nobody thinks about it, but when it becomes all of a sudden they're, they've got to make a decision, they're going, oh my goodness, what do I do, what I should do? I want to talk about that, but today is the last day we have to do what? Today's the last day for signups on healthcare.gov for individual health insurance. And you're shocking the number of people that are not paying attention to that. 76% was a study done. Uh, CBS News reported it today. 76% of Americans still do not know what the deadline is for healthcare signups. Uh, and that's today. And that's at midnight, today. Midnight, midnight tonight. <laughs> so if you have not signed up, we highly encourage you to check into the log jam that's going to be. And, going and there on. is a log jam. Yeah, sure you may go on today way. and you may see a, a, a symbol that comes up and says, come back later. Yeah. Um, I would recommend calling in. Uh, they are they are taking a callback list. Uh, so you may want to do that if you go online and you can't get through. All right. I've got a question for you. You do this. You talk with people all the time about this. You know, you're, this is what you're responsible for it in the office. But, but reality, is this because of procrastination? Well, Let me finish the question. Yeah. <laughs> Procrastination. <laughs> is it because of just don't know? 
or is it because I don't care, or is it because of procrastination, or is it because of procrastination? What's the problem? Well, I, th- I think a lot of times procrastination leads to an excuse of, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that could be a little bit of it. You yeah. know, it's amazing because we do have a tendency. I've got two things that are on my desk right now that today's the deadline. Sure. <laughs> you know, sure. and it, it's not that I haven't known about it for two weeks. I have procrastinate. Well, if you're not sure of what to do, you're not sure what you'll see when you get on there, or if you've tried to go on and were confused, you'll you'll put that off until the last possible exactly. minute. And that's what a lot of people are doing. Well, let's talk about Medicare, because uh, I think people can't really put that particular one off. I mean, you have to make a decision and you need to not wait to do that. So explain to us, just give us a 30,000 foot view of what is Medicare. Well, see, Medicare is uh, something different in that you, you can't not know about right. that. You're going to be bombarded with things that are coming to you in the mail. So if you if you have an excuse of, I didn't know I was turning 65, that you know that may be something else we need to talk about. <laughs> that's, um, not, that's not procrastination. No. Oh, so, yeah. so Medicare uh, is there when you turn age 65. Uh, there are several parts. Parts of, of Medicare, uh, parts that come automatically, parts that you actually have to pay for of Medicare. Um, it's basically when you turn 65, you get Part A of Medicare. You get a lot of things in the mail uh, that talk about, you know, here's your Part A of Medicare. If you want to sign up for Part B, there are reasons to sign up for certain parts. There are reasons not to sign up for certain parts. So it is, it is a, while you know that Medicare is coming and you know that you're getting a lot of things in the mail, you still may not know what to do with it once you get it. All right, let's go through it slowly so that everybody can follow this. Medicare Part A, what is that? Medicare Part A is hospitalization, and so that is no charge uh, to you. Uh, You've paid in through your payroll taxes for for your entire life, Uh, and so when it comes time for Part A, that is your hospitalization. So if you go into the hospital, uh, there is a deductible that is associated with Part A. Uh, It's $1,350, $1,350 per occurrence. Uh, so each time you go into the hospital, that's a hospital or a skilled nursing facility, correct? Or you know, or a any uh, type of facility, facility. charge, okay. yes, sir. Right. So, so one thousand three hundred and fifty per occurrence, um, and so after that, it covers your hospital stay through the first sixty days. Well, I'm thinking of you know people that sometimes wonder what per occurrence means. That's not per problem, correct? I went into the hospital. I was had to pay the thirteen fifty. I was there two weeks came out of the hospital. For the same problem, six months later, I had to go back into the hospital. Even though it's the same problem, that's a new hospital stay. After six months, it is. Now, if you were to go back before that six-month period for the same problem, you would not pay oh. another another deductible. Okay, so that's what I wanted you to clear. That's why yep. I put the six months in there. Correct. So there's a six-month window for the same issue. For the same issue, correct. Right. Okay. Yeah, now if you go into the hospital for one issue, you come back two weeks later for a different issue, it's another deductible okay. that you would have to pay. That's great. So hospitalization, skilled nursing homes, hospice, anything that's a facility, mm-hmm. Medicare Part A covers. Correct. And that is no charge to you. So that is, that is a free. So there's really, there are a couple reasons not to take Part A. We can get into those in just a little bit. But that pretty much comes free to you. You should usually t- you should take that Part A coverage. All right. Well, let me just ask, what are some of the reasons not to take? Well, if you're still working um, and you're working for an employer that offers a health savings account, if, uh, if you have Part A of Medicare, you can no longer contribute to a health savings account. So that would be a reason, if you're still working, not to take Part A and to go ahead and decline it, even though it's free. Okay. Now, you said health savings account. Yes. I know immediately a lot of people are saying, what is, it's an HSA. HSA, okay. correct. Explain an HSA. To HSAs are basically, the way that I describe them are basically checking accounts that give you tax benefits. So if you put money into an HSA, 
uh, it is a top-of-the-line deduction on your income taxes, so it reduces your taxable income. Uh, you have to have a health plan that allows you to have an HSA. And so if you work for an employer, um, he has a plan that allows an HSA, and you open up an HSA, and you're putting money into that. So you're lowering your taxable income. Um, if you were to take Part A of Medicare once you turn 65, you could no longer do that. Uh, so that would be cut off. And I've had instances where people will come in and they say, I didn't realize that I didn't, that I could decline Part A. Yeah. Now, there are certain times where you can't decline Part A, and that's if you're actually taking your Social Security. If you're taking Social Security, you, you cannot decline take, Part A. You yeah. have to take Part A. That's a great point. Okay. So let's, uh, you got, you got Medicare Part A. Right. It's for hospital coverage. You can decline it. Right. But normally, most people go take ahead it, and take it. it. And if you're on Social Security, it's not an option to decline. You have to take it. Correct. All right. Now, that's, uh, I think that kind of covers that. So let's move on to Medicare Part B. But before we do that, let me introduce Scott Jordan, who is also a frequent guest of ours. Scott, uh, welcome to the program, sir. Good to be here, Jim. You know, Scott, w when you're talking with people, how do you feel that they embrace all of these issues of Medicare and and, and put it into their minds and their planning. And how do they think about that when you're talking to people? I think most people are thoroughly confused when they get to that point about what to do. I think that's one of the reasons I love having Shannon on the team so we can bring in an expert and help them make those decisions. Because it is challenging. I mean, we deal with it every day, so we understand a lot of it. But it's a big decision, and people get confused by all the different choices. Well, you're talking about thinking about Social Security. Do I take it? Do I not take right. it? Do I take Medicare? Do I not take Do I need a Medicare? So that is, that is confusing. And we do that. We do bring Shannon in and because there's no way that we can keep all this in, 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 the, in the mindset of what we're trying to do. We need the expert that Shannon brings. And he's in it every day, so he knows all the ins and outs and the, and the things to don't, look out Don't for. go there. Yeah. Well, you know. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's keep this. Y'all keep going. <laughs> uh, Medicare Part B. Now, here's the question. I've got so many times people think, well, do I have to take Part B if I take Part A? What's the answer there? Right. So, no, you do not. In Part B, there is a charge for that. Part B will uh, this year for 2018 is $134 per month. Uh, Part B of Medicare is for doctor expenses. Uh, and so what you pay when you have Part B is $134 annual deductible, and then you pay 20% of all charges, uh, all doctor charges that would come after that. Okay, explain that to me again because it went right over the top of my head. Okay. All right, if I've got Medicare Part B, right. all right, that's going to cover medical, the physician, and all of those things that come along with physicians. That's outpatient care, medical supplies, things like that. I mean. Anything, even a physical, preventive services, a physical right. could be covered by Medicare Part B. But now you said I have a deductible there. Correct. And what's my normal premium for that? So the premium is $134 per month. Okay. Um, is when, if you're taking Social Security, it would be taken out of your Social Security check. Okay. Uh, if you were not taking Social Security, you'd be billed quarterly for that for that premium. Okay. Now, all right, let's, let's make this specific so, so that I can understand this because I think this is important. Uh, I'm going to take Medicare Part B, and I have that, and I'm paying for it. It's out of my out of my Social Security check if I'm getting Social Security. Can I elect that and not be taking Social Security? Can you elect Part B? And yeah, absolutely, you can. Um, and that, that's what we talk about all the time with people that are still working. There's a reason to if you are not retiring and you're not taking Social Security, but you have a job that has group benefits then we have to make a decision, which is better for you. Is it better for you to go ahead and take A and B of Medicare and then 
get the extra supplement, which we'll talk about in a minute, or is it better for you not to take Part B and stay on your group plan? Um, what I usually recommend is if you have a group plan and you're still working after the age of 65, don't take Part B because it's not going to help you in any way and you're paying a, an additional premium for it. That's correct. Okay. All right. Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, it's hospitalization. And then Part B is covering your doctor services, outpatient care, medical supplies, preventive services, things like that. We're talking about basically the overall plan. Now, is how does that premium, did you just name that premium? Is that the standard premium for everybody, or can that premium adjust? Premium adjusts. And so this year it's 134. Last year it was 134. I think it was three years ago that was it was an interesting situation because they had tried to raise the premium to $154 per month. <laughs> and that's what we thought it was going to be for some time. And then Congress got involved and, and put it back down to 134. Uh, but people that are in the system, uh, once they get into the system, they're taking Social Security and they and they actually have their premium in place. Unless there's a cost of living adjustment on their Social Security, they're locked in to what their Part B premium was. Does it at have that time. anything to do with their past income? You know, before they retire, does that ever adjust that premium? Absolutely. We have people come in a lot. Uh, what, what typically happens? Someone turns 65, they're looking at their Part B premium. Um, Social Security, Medicare is going to look back two years, and they're going to look at what your income was two years ago. Uh, if that income, household income, was above $170,000, you could be paying more. You will be paying more on your Part B premium than people that had a household income of less than $170,000. And there are other uh, income requirements or step-ups through that as well. Okay, so we need to understand that that premium sometimes will— It can, it, it can, it can is, be different. It could be different Correct. based on that income amount. Uh, that you were earning it. You just had a look back for two years. Two if you, years. If you just tuned in, my guest is Scott Jordan and Shannon Dyson. We're talking about what's Medicare. And when we come back, we're going to get more involved in the understanding of the challenges to retirement income planning. And, you know, you're going to go from phase of accumulation to phase of distribution. But we're talking about Medicare. I'm going to ask uh, Shannon about Medicare Part C. That's a, that's a really tough question for what should you have that or should you not. You're listening, of course, to KWAM 990 FM 107.9, The Voice, talk radio for Memphis and the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We'll be back in a minute. This is Talk Money. With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer, it's the most wonderful time. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. The Osgood File, sponsored in part by Dell Small Business. Save up to $300 on select servers and business PCs with Intel Core processors from now until December 17th. This is Charles Osgood from the Dell Small Business Studios. If you pay extra for premium gasoline, you may not be getting your money's worth. The story after this. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman, something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. 
You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve 2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. David Desovino drives a 17-year-old Saturn, and he says he has never even considered paying for premium gasoline. I have no problems with regular gas. I think it's fine. But millions of Americans do pay for premium gas. And a study the other day by AAA says they may be wasting their money, as Kenneth Craig of CBS News tells us. The organization tested regular and premium gasoline in vehicles that recommend but do not require the highest level fuel. It found premium only offered a 2.7% improvement in fuel economy and a 1.4% increase in horsepower. For those drivers whose vehicle only require a regular or mid-grade gasoline, you know, higher octane fuel is not going to actually benefit them on the road. According to AAA, U.S. drivers unnecessarily spent $2.1 billion last year alone on premium gas. Tamara Johnson believes drivers are confused because more automakers are recommending the higher octane fuel. And that's really a result of automakers obviously being held to much more stringent fuel economy standards. The auto group says the only cars that truly benefit are the ones that require higher octane gas like Carl LaGreca's Audi. For a $50,000 car that I don't want to replace, I, I put the best gas in. But if you're one of the millions of drivers who don't need it, AAA says save your money. Kenneth Craig, thank you. The Osgood File. I'll see you online at Facebook, Twitter, and at theosgoodfile.com. This is Charles Osgood, and I'll see you right here on the radio. You're listening to Talk Money. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. My guests, Scott Jordan and Shannon Dyson. We're talking about Medicare and the three challenges to retirement planning and what we have to do about it. But right now we're focused 100 percent on Medicare A and B. But I've got to ask Shannon, Medicare Part C, known better probably as the Medicare Advantage plan. Now, let's talk about that. And then I'm, I'm going to come back and ask you about the Medicare supplement. Do I have both? And what's the difference? And I, and I guess kind of keep that in mind. Medicare Advantage plan, is that through the government? I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, so Medicare Advantage or private companies offer Medicare Advantage. So your Blue Cross, uh, Humana, okay. United Healthcare, they okay. all offer the plans. So you're paying a premium for that? You are. Okay. In some cases, the premium is zero. Uh, but in other cases, you can pay upwards of $200 per month, just depending on the plan that you want. There are many different Medicare Advantage plan options. Okay, time out. Many different, Shannon, when you say that, I'm looking, I'm saying, Scott, when they come in, they're saying there's so many different options. It's a, it's like a, a minefield. It, it's, it's a lot. It's like we said earlier, it's a, it's a tough decision. And it's, it, it's very confusing. It's very confusing. Uh, let me say this to those of you listening. If you've got a question for Shannon, 757-5757, Shannon knows this stuff. I mean, Scott and I have to depend on Shannon all the time when it comes to this maze of working through the Medicare Part A, easy. 
Medicare Part B, not so bad, not too hard. You step below that, and it can get confusing quick. And you just said that, basically, Shannon. The reality is you got all kind of different plans, and you need to know which one's best going to fit your need. There are, and, and the Medicare Advantage is a little bit different in that when you have a supplement, which we'll talk about in a minute, that, that uh, supplements Medicare. A Medicare Advantage pretty much jumps on over Medicare A and B, so you no longer show your Medicare A and B card when you have an Advantage plan. Uh, Medicare Advantage works more like a group health plan in that you have your medical expenses and your prescription under one card. Um, you're paying copays just like you would on, if, on a group plan. You're paying copays in the hospital. So it's more like a regular insurance plan with a network that you'd be used to uh, as a, a coming off of a group plan. So my doctor would be in my network. Correct. All right. Let me ask this then. If I'm going to this Medicare Advantage plan, you said something about that it offers prescription drug coverage. Right. Um, premium? Tell me what that what so, so several of the carriers actually have premiums that are $0 per month, where you do not pay a premium monthly. Um, the, and how they, I'm not sure exactly the, the, the ins and outs of how they can charge zero premium, but there are many people that have that plan. How do I find out who they are? Well, I can tell you. <laughs> if you come ask me, I can tell you. <laughs> okay. But, but there are those plans out there, and each carrier will usually have a plan that is a zero premium plan. And basically what it does, it makes all of your copays higher. So when I go to the doctor, instead of a $20 copay, my copay may be $40. Or if I go into the hospital, instead of paying $100 per day for the first four days, I may pay $300 a day for the first four so days. So you're deductible. What we you're just raising the actual cost when you use it. Correct. Exactly. No use, no problem. Correct. More use could be... Could you're going to be, be coming out of pocket. And they all have an annual maximum. So it's not an unlimited amount that you'd be paying out of your pocket. All right. Compare now. You talked about Medicare Advantage plans. Mm -hmm. Now tell me about a Medicare supplement. So Medicare supplements pay in addition to Medicare. They basically cover the deductibles and the coinsurance that Medicare does not cover. Uh, so we talked about the 1350 uh, deductible with Part right. A of Medicare. A supplement would cover that in full, 100%. Um, the, the Plan F supplement is probably the most popular uh, suppu uh, supplement. It covers 100% of all medical bills. So if you have surgery on your shoulder or surgery on your knee, have an MRI, a CAT scan, you're not paying anything out of your pocket if you have a supplement. Um, so that's how the Medicare Advantage and the Medicare supplement differ. Uh, the other major uh, differing between the Advantage plan and the supplement plan is that an Advantage plan has an actual doctor network. And so you have to pick a doctor that is in your network. If you don't, you're going to be paying much higher costs than what you would normally pay. So you've got to know that. So And so, that changes uh, uh, frequently. So you have doctors coming in and out of the network and that's not something that you can control uh, as a patient. Scott, when we're working with clients and we're going through this process with them, I mean, it's, it's a, it is, you can sense it, that it's so confusing, they almost shut down on it. Because, Absolutely. And, and it's, it's not like we're trying to, you know, get to retirement. Now they're doing this distribution phase that you're going to talk about in a second. But reality is they're having to make very important decisions. As I, as I told you earlier, guys, bottom line is, I think, you know, the whole idea is 29% of the spending on prescription drugs takes place after age 65. That's where the money's been. So we've got this huge problem, and we it's, it's a maze, somewhat confusing. 
and yet you have to walk through it, and, and you sense it, don't you, Scott? Absolutely, and, and we have people that'll come in, and we'll even bring Shannon in, and we'll decide on everything, and then they want to come back in and look at it again. And that tells me it's a stressful decision, it's a stressful right? They just decision. want to make sure they get it right. And, you know, it's, I guess it, we all live under the umbrella of the reality that if you haven't been a patient, you may be a patient at some point in the future. And as we get older, I know to our listening audience, as you get older, the reality is you probably are facing something out there, and this is the choice that you, you need to make. I want to make sure that everybody understood the difference between Medicare Advantage Medicare supplements. So one more time, Shannon, briefly give me that difference. In, in my opinion, they're really the biggest difference. Uh, if you have a supplement, you can see any physician that accepts Medicare. You don't have to worry about a specific doctor network. Uh, there's not a PPO network that you go on and look and see, is my doctor there? Uh, if they accept Medicare, they will accept you as a patient. Uh, with a Medicare Advantage plan, each carrier has their own network. So Blue Cross has a network. Humana has a network. Okay, they all have their own. You. Let me stop you. Does that mean their own, meaning they may not accept Medicare, but they would accept this Advantage plan? No, they'll accept. They'll have to accept Medicare. Okay, so let's talk about that. But they that. can accept Medicare and not accept your Advantage plan, and that's the key point there is that they can accept Medicare for other patients, uh, but they may not accept the Humana network of the Blue Advantage plan. Okay, so you need to be sure that you're looking at a plan and that, that, that your network, that you're comfortable, that your doctor is Correct. in that network. Correct, because so they can be vastly different. Don't, don't make a decision based on price. Make a decision on does it meet my need. Absolutely. That's a good point. You, can't, you cannot make a decision based on a price when you're looking at a Medicare Advantage plan. You have to make sure that your doctor, if now I do have some people that come in, they say, you know, I've been healthy my entire life. I don't care. I'll pick any doctor that's in the network. Um, I have limited funds, so I don't want to pay for a supplement every month. Well, they may be a good candidate for the zero premium Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, there are different people that fit different scenarios. So by no means am I saying that Medicare Advantage plans are not worth having. I got you. Uh, we just have to look and make sure it's right for that particular person. 757-5757. Just give Shannon a call. He can answer your questions. And I know it's a confusing, sometimes labor-intensive type of work to try to make this decision. But whether you're working as a caregiver, helping someone to make this decision, or you're at this stage of your life to having to decide what you're going to do, you're the person we're focusing on today because it is one of those things. And, of course, today is the last day to do what, Shannon? Sign up for healthcare on healthcare.gov. And 70-some-odd percent of the people that we know. They don't know that today is the day. We're helping some of those people out right now. Right now. now. (laughs) Right now. Medicare Part D. That's, uh, let's get that covered real quick. Medicare Part D is the prescription uh, piece of Medicare, and this is probably, I know what we've talked about can be confusing, but this is probably the most confusing piece of Medicare because it is highly dependent upon the actual prescriptions that a person is taking. Uh, the premiums that you pay to the insurance company, these are private plans, uh, range anywhere from $18 a month to $75 per month. Um, but I could look at you with a straight face and tell you the $75 a month premium may be the best one for you, depending on what prescriptions you're taking. So that, that's, we have to know the prescriptions. We have to load that into the system, um, and then that will tell us which one is the best one. Well, it's, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's the part. I mean, whether you like it or not, this is important. There's a donut hole we could talk about, <laughs> a gap in coverage part we could talk about with prescription part D. You could go on and on. Uh, but typically when someone comes in, they bring their prescription list. We go through all of that with them, show them to the dollar 
that if they get these prescriptions filled every single month for a 12-month period, this is exactly how much they will be spending for the entire year. Wow. Wow. I mean, we've just been running through this like I'm drinking from a fire hydrant because there's so much information. Well, I want to dive into this next part because we're we're focusing a little bit about this end-of-year decisions that we make, and there's challenges that people have when they go through the process of retirement and thinking through it. And you know what? Whether we like it or not, we're focusing on that. We're moving in that direction. And when you move from the accumulation phase of life, you go to the distribution phase of life, there's some decisions you have to make. There's some tough decisions you have to make. My guest, again, Scott Jordan, he's going to cover three specific challenges that we have when we come back. You're listening, of course, to FM 107.9 and AM 990, The Voice. Talk radio for Memphis and the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker. My guest, Shannon Dyson, Scott Jordan. This is Talk Money. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Have a question you'd like answered on the program? Email talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. The Liberty Bowl Stadium has been the home to many wonderful stories. When the Memphis Memorial Stadium was built in 1965, it was dedicated to Memphians who had served in the two world wars and in Korea. Its purpose was to relocate the Liberty Bowl from Atlantic City to Memphis. The stadium was renamed Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium nine years later. In 1983, the field was named Rex Dockery Field after a Memphis football coach who was killed in a plane crash just two weeks before Christmas. Since the 70s, the stadium has hosted numerous professional football teams, along with a few soccer teams. During the 90s, the stadium hosted the Memphis Mad Dogs, who were part of the Canadian Football League. Although there were some difficulty adapting the stadium to Canadian football rules, that one season in 1995 was a high point in the stadium's history, matched by the exhibition baseball game there between the Braves and the Brewers in 1975. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. You're listening to Talk Money. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. My guest, Scott Jordan, Shannon Dyson. We're talking about, of course, earlier in the program, Medicare and all the different parts. And now we're going to talk about some of the challenges that we face when we go through retirement income planning. But yet it's going from that planning phase and the accumulation phase to finally you're moving to the distribution phase. Well, you know, Shannon, let me just, uh, guys, you did a great job talking about Medicare. Now, we're going to have to get Scott to step up and do exactly the same thing wow. with this subject. So, the, the, you <laughs> no know, pressure the bar's, there. <laughs> bar's high, man. Uh, you know, but this is, a, this is a conversation, Scott. You're a certified financial planner. You do this every day, and Absolutely. you know what I'm talking about. It is a 
it is a a stressful time. You mentioned it, it earlier. It is. It is. You know, we talked about the decisions around Medicare for the first half of right. the show. That is one of the many complex decisions that have to be made during that transition phase. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going from I'm getting a paycheck every payday I'm to I'm going to work. I've got this pile of money and I got to figure out how to live off of that's it. Right. Uh, and that's a very stressful transition for people. Uh, you know, most people, it's a it's a once in a lifetime deal to make all these complex decisions. We deal with it every day, so we help people navigate through those. When you think about it, years ago, there was this thing that we talked about called the defined benefit plan. And when it literally it said, here is a defined benefit that I'm going to pay, be paid for the remainder of my life. Let's say it was $100 a month. Bottom line is that benefit, I was pretty much assured that I was going to get that money $100. Today, we don't see those much anymore. It's different. You know, like you said, retirees in the past, they really didn't have have as big of a challenge because they had that guaranteed paycheck or that, that pension w- that would come in. Well, since around the early 80s, you started to see that transition of going from those defined benefit pension plans that you mentioned to the more of the defined contribution plans or the 401k plans that we see today. And now that shifted the... The responsibility of planning from from the corporation or the business that you work for to the individual. So now it's up to the individual to make all those decisions about investments and how to live. All right, with that you said make all those decisions. The strategies that a person may that have may have been working with for years that have been successful during the accumulation phase of their life. I mean, they may have gotten very good at it, got the assistance. Now all of a sudden they're having to make the decision about the distribution phase. Do you see people having to make changes and thought process more? They're making the adjustments to those phases? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very, very different mindset that you have to shift into. And it's compounded by the fact that most of the information out there is really geared toward that accumulation phase. There's Mm. not as much information out there on the distribution phase. Dr. Wade Fell has a good analogy about it that I like a lot. He kind of likens the accumulation distribution phase to climbing a mountain. You know, the goal of climbing a mountain is not just to reach the top. You also have to figure out how to get back get down. Back down and, yeah. and that can be more challenging than getting up, right, and, and a different set of challenges. You can, you can fall a lot further when you're coming down, um, navigating a steep slopes, and you're dealing with fatigue. So there's different things you're dealing with coming back down, and that's kind of like with retirement planning. You know, you're not only trying to get that, get that pile of money up to a certain number, but you also have to, have to figure out how do I – safely spend or take withdrawals out of that money and sustain my lifestyle. All right. I know the Society of Actuaries has put together some some risk, and, and I know he refers to it in his book, and yep. I don't want you to talk about those because these are challenges that everybody that's listening today, whether they're in that pre-retirement phase or they're already into the post-retirement, they're working towards that, whether it's the accumulation or the distribution, they're going to face these challenges. So what's the first one you're looking at? The uh, first one on my list is longevity risk, and there's a lot of reasons why I put that one first. Uh, and what I mean by that is the risk of outliving your money, right? Um, if you look at statistics 65 year old male life expectancy somewhere around 85 depending on what list you look at and for a female that's 88 now for a couple because married people live longer for some reason uh for a 65 year old couple oh, oh, 92 I, I, wait a second oh i can't believe he said it. slipped that one in there okay, Gil, can we get that erased because his wife listens to this program so you know for some reason i like it i like it that was a, that was a so, mistake i love it go ahead but anyway there's a 25 percent chance that one person in a couple lived to 97 so 
We're talking about a long planning horizon. And this is not your number. This is the Society of Actuaries. Absolutely. And looking Absolutely. At, these are guys that run numbers all the time. And listen, that's the median, right? Yeah. So half the people in that median are going to live longer than that. So, and, and really, when you look at it, people who have more money and better access to health care are likely to outlive those averages. So we're, we're talking about a long planning horizon. It can be over 30 years that you have to look at your retirement assets lasting to maintain your lifestyle. You know, let me ask you this. And Shannon, I guess if a person is working through this, let me let me talk about 97. Now you're talking about that. So they made a decision of their Medicare plans and when they were 65 or they retired and waited to 70 or whatever. Can they make changes on that? I mean, here's a person, Scott says, could live to be 97 years old. One, if they're married, one of the per- people that are a married couple. Can they change during the middle? of? Do you, are you locked in and you can never make a change? Yeah, one of the things that, that we talk about when they come in at age 65 is we look at the chart on a, on a Medicare supplement. So say they've come in, they say, we want to we have the Medicare supplement. We can sit down and show them age 65 through age 95 ah. and show them where those prices are going to be when they reach 90. Now, they could fluctuate. It could go up a little bit further even from where, what we're showing them. But one of the decisions that we are making when we're choosing companies, who has the lowest increases each year so we can make sure that we're in a good spot at, at, at age 85, at age 90. Um, that may be a time like my grandparents did. My grandparents went from a Medicare supplement and when they turned around 82, 83 years old, um, they realized that the money that they were spending on those supplements was a little bit too much for what they had. And so they actually went into a Medicare Advantage plan at that time, no health questions asked. So if you move from a Medicare supplement into a Medicare Advantage plan later on in life, you don't have to answer health questions. Uh, so that's something important uh, that, that people should know, and it's part of the planning process. Uh, that's it's extremely important to, to know and understand, and I want to make sure everybody listening that for Scott, 757-5757, Scott Jordan, Shannon Dyson, 757-5757. Longevity risk, that living to age 97, um, Scott, what do you think with that? What, how, do you, how do you help somebody understand that's, a, that's an issue today that we didn't face 30, 40 years ago? Well, I think it's, you know, providing them the information first so that they understand what they're dealing with. And we use a lot of forecasting tools and things of that nature to look at, you know, how are we going to do this? What's the probability of us being successful in completing a retirement strategy? You do something called a stochastic model or a Monte Carlo. Oh, Jim. That's <laughs> <laughs> you do it. I've seen you do yes. it. Uh, and, and that's just a fancy word for running a lot of different, different scenarios, scenarios that that computer can do for us to to look at different market return situations. It and does help sure. a person look at what's reality. Absolutely. And, and it helps them get some kind of a sense of, of uh, understanding. And uh, the reality is it gives them a picture that says based on, and you really get kind of tight with it. You don't, uh, you're not out here projecting unrealistic numbers. You're uh, that's very, important. very conservative. That's important. When we're doing planning and planning strategies, we use reasonable assumptions for everything. We're looking at things like inflation numbers and, and rates of returns and making sure we're keeping that reasonable. Are you stressing it? I mean, you put yes. it to the point where it's yes. you're not. Some people can use numbers. You know, you can make a number do anything you want to do with it. I, I think that I, I know that I'm probably maybe even be called over conservative because I want to make sure I, I'd rather have somebody do better than what I projected than come back and go, Hey, you said I was going to have this. Now I'm running out of money. What's happening? So you. we're very conservative around that. 
757-5757. If you'd like to talk to Shannon or to Scott, just let you know that they're available to give give them a call. There's a lot of a lot of information. Scott, when we come back, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, there's a thing called sequence of return risk. That's that second challenge. Yes. Sequence sequence of return risk. I want you to explain that to us because I think so many people get caught up in what they've done in the past. Can they do that going forward when they're in that distribution phase of retirement? You're listening to FM 107.9 and AM 990, The Voice. Talk radio for Memphis and the Mid-South. My guests, Scott Jordan and Shannon Dyson. We're talking about Medicare, Medicaid, all those things that go on through that process, the different things, and challenges that we face with retirement. This is Talk Money. Podcast of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Now, here's Mid-South weather from News Channel 3's Severe Weather Center. Brought to you by the Crescent Club. Hosting the people and ideas that move Memphis forward for nearly 30 years. Poplar and I-240. Call for a free tour at 901-684-1010. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will be climbing back to near 50 this afternoon. Look for winds to be light and from the west. Clear, not as cold, low 30s tonight. Under the sunshine, will near 60 for Saturday and watch for rain by Sunday morning. Let Mark help you with your holiday shipping. He's at the AIM Mail Center, 1046 Church Road, West and South Haven. Packing and many shipping options at the AIM Mail Center, South Haven. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. On The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Life insurance products contain fees, such as mortality and expense charges, and may contain restrictions, such as surrender periods. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. When you retire and start taking income from your assets, average returns are not near as important as the order of returns. And you need to keep that in mind. Well, my guest Scott Jordan is talking about three challenges that we have when we look at the distribution phase. And the first challenge was just living too long. I mean, can you imagine living to one of you in the couple to 97? Well, we're finding out that that's more of a possibility than we would have ever thought in the past. And I can remember coming into this business, if I could get somebody to 72 I was doing pretty good. Now, it's just a whole other world, and we as financial guys, financial planners, we have to think through that process. We have to put all that together for you. We've talked about running a plan, putting it, giving you some kind of an insight. Well, I, I guess the whole idea is helping people understand, whether it's Medicare and all the issues about that, or it's sequencing, you know, the idea of what kind of risk should I be taking. So here's what I'm asking. Scott. 
I mentioned sequence of return risk. Explain that to the listening audience and help them understand that that is a real risk. Well, you said it kind of well. When when you go from accumulation to start taking distributions, the, the average returns are not nearly as important as the order that you receive those returns. Explain that. Now, order. Well, you take two hypothetical retirees, one retiring in 1966 and one retiring in 1982. Now, let's just say for purposes, they, they got the same average returns, but the one who retired in 66 had a lot of negative returns in the beginning of retirement. So okay. they didn't have good returns to start now, off 66 with. 66 would have been back. Okay, I, I, I've got it. You, you, know, you remember you, that. Yeah, sure. You remember that well. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, now, but, <laughs> oh, 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 can we control so, that microphone? Uh, yeah, I think we need to cut that. Go ahead, Scott. So anyway, the order the of those way, returns. We, well, thank you so much, Scott, for the last program that you'll be in. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you know, so you hear, you see average market returns quoted a lot. And sure. you think, well, the average return on this portfolio is 7%. I ought to be able to draw 7% and do fine. Right. But the order of those, that you get those returns, because losses experienced early in retirement are right before now you're still taking those distributions out, and you don't have as much left there to take advantage of that eventual market upswing. So, so you start with $100, but right. the first couple of years got some negative, negative returns. Negative returns, plus so, the withdrawals. Plus your withdrawals. So you could see that $100 go to 80 Now it's building back up, but that's But there's cost- less there. There's less there's there. There's less there to recover. So sequence of returns is a real risk. It's it's way more important than looking at average returns on the markets. There's a lot of a lot of strategies we use to deal with that, but it's very important that you address that issue. How do you? I, I guess well, I guess give me one simple strategy that you can think of just to help me understand that and help our listening audience. Well, there's a lot. One is spend conservatively. You start with a low withdrawal rate so that you're not hitting your portfolio as hard in case you do experience those returns. We use a buffer asset strategy where we we keep them. An amount in cash to cover a couple of years' expenses. So you kind of set it aside. Right. So you're not having to pull or sell those assets when they're in a downturn. All right. Well, let's go to the third risk because time's running short. But the okay. reality is third risk. What is the big one there? Really, it's spending shocks. And this there's a lot that could fall under this category. You know, things like higher than expected inflation than you projected in your retirement uh, needing to help family members. A lot of people get get in a situation where family members need help. They have the money, so they want to help them out. Divorce is becoming more prevalent in older ages. That can devastate a financial plan. Um, things like home repairs, just those those things that you haven't necessarily planned on that that can hit you and hit your retirement hard. So even healthcare cost, I mean things that you you may have even thought you were planning on it, but it was more expensive than you thought. Right, unexpected healthcare costs, or, or just healthcare costs in general. I mean, at, you know, a recent statistic that I saw is a 65 year old healthy couple is going to spend somewhere around three hundred fifty thousand dollars on healthcare in retirement. Now that's with Medicare Part A, B, and a supplement. Wow. So that includes the premiums for that and then the additional out-of-pocket costs. So that's a that's a big expense and an expense that has to be planned for wisely. Well, when we were talking earlier, you talked about the death of a spouse. That's a risk. And, that's you a know, risk. Help me with that just a little bit. Just the unexpected death. That can be a real Well, death, you know, aside from the expense associated with things like burial and things like that, you also can go from having two Social Security incomes down to one. So... That's an adjustment that some people have to make. Now, usually if it's a spousal situation, you'll get to take over the higher Social Security, but it's still a loss of income that was coming into the family. And then, of course, the the worst case scenario that we've talked about on this program multiple times 
is bad advice, fraud, or theft. And we've seen that. We've seen people make decisions with their retirement assets that they wish they could take yeah. back. Yeah, and we've and, worked hard to get people. And it's devastating. Yeah. And, yeah. We, and we've been able to help people come back around, but never to where they would have been had they not received the bad advice. If you and, Go, go ahead. ahead. You know, and as you as you age, you can be more vulnerable to things like fraud. We see senior citizens targeted a lot with fraudulent type, um, you know, things, email well, scams. As, yeah, phone as their scams, cognitive right. ability begins to decline, right. they become susceptible to that type of uh, absolutely environment, and absolutely. that's something. And that's where we're working very, di- you know, diligent. I was discussing that with someone recently that it's just a part of what we do. Every day. I know, Shannon, you have to do that when you're talking with people. Scott, you do that, too. If you just tuned in, you've been listening, of course, for a program that I think has been extremely informational. We hope you've liked it. We've hoped you've enjoyed it. Reality is, if you want to talk to these guys, Scott or Shannon, 757-5757, we covered some challenges that people have living too long, understanding the sequence of investments, and that's when, you know that's really important. And then, of course, just you know what happens to just paying for things, the shock of spending money, whether it's putting a new roof on the house or health care costs, all those things roll into it. And, of course, then bad advice and fraud. Or theft. Well, again, I think these guys, guys, appreciate it very much. Well done. You did a great job explaining some, I think, very complicated and yet very, very important. Thanks so much for having us again. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Jim. Well, guys, thanks so much. Again, you've been listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Thanks so much for being here. Of course, Gil Worth. Let me tell you this, guys. This is Gil's last day with us, and we've uh, so much appreciated what he's been to us and how he's been such a, an asset. Gil, thank you so much, sir. You're going to miss us because I know we're going to miss you. Again, Francis Fortner has done all the, the guest coordination. Eleanor Moskovitz does our, is our marketing assistant. And, of course, compliance officer Tommy Armstrong, Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier, and written by Drew Johnson. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice. This is Talk Money, and thank you so much for listening to us. We're here every week helping you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Secure and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.